When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the On the Pony Express podcast. Part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at ontheponyexpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. I'm not at home. My brother gets married this weekend, but wanted to knock out one final podcast before the weekend with you guys. SMU did learn its 2024 schedule, minus one game, but we'll get to that. But first, we are presented by our friends at StatusJet. StatusJet.com. Head there now to get to know David Henry's company, a proud supporter of SMU Athletics um, and a really exciting partner for us at OnThePonyExpress.com because his entire team is going to help us plan some experiences for SMU fans as they now know the schedule for the 2024 season, especially in ACC play. And that'll allow us to plan some opportunities for a big group to go to some of these games. And I'm talking about a big chartered jet, like a um, commercial airliner. So we can plan some fun experiences for you guys on some of these uh, trips that SMU now has officially on the schedule. You can also reach out to his team to plan a more uh, you know, smaller experience in terms of a smaller group of people going to these games um, using their large fleet of jets available and all the companies and providers that they work with. But before you even get to the 2024, 2024 football season, you also have opportunities like the Super Bowl, a massive private jet event. You have opportunities like Mexico for spring break or skiing uh, for spring break. So talk to them about those options. You use code PONYUPACC or mention on the PonyExpress.com and get a discount on your round trip flight that you work with Status Jet on. So really excited about the opportunities we're going to work with them on when it comes to this schedule. Now, SMU now knows their 2024 schedule minus one game. We'll talk about that uh, finishing out this slate of games for SMU and what maybe they'll look into on that front uh, a little later on in the pod. But let's get right to it. When it comes to SMU's 2024 schedule, they will open up August 31st against Houston Christian inside Ford Stadium. We learned on Monday that BYU will come to Ford Stadium on September 6th for a Friday night game. Um, we did not know the date of that game when it was announced. Uh, SMU will return to play BYU in Provo in 2027. Saturday, September 14th, currently an open date. Then the 21st, SMU hosts TCU in the battle for the Iron Skillet. Then ACC play. It is, uh, you know, throwing SMU right into the deep end. Opening ACC play with Florida State in Dallas. What a fun celebration uh, that will be, at least leading up to the game. We'll see how the game goes, but SMU gets to face the defending ACC champions, two teams that were 
kind of snubbed. Uh, and, and by kind of, I mean, you know, big time snubs at the end of the season by the College Football Playoff Committee. They'll get to do battle in Ford Stadium. And then SMU's first ACC road game in history is on the road at Louisville, uh, the, the second best team in the league last season. Then they get a bye week to recover from that uh, matchup with the Cardinals before heading west to Stanford, where SMU will face the Cardinal for just the second time in school history. Then they'll head back to the other coast, the East Coast, to face Duke on Saturday, October 26th, before returning home uh, for three weeks. Uh, they'll face Pitt on Saturday, November 2nd, before a bye week. And then Saturday, November 16th, SMU will host Boston College in a rematch of the Fenway Bowl before heading to Virginia, uh, Charlottesville, to face the Cavaliers on Saturday, November 23rd. The Mustangs finish up the 2024 season against Cal at home. Hearing that should be a Thanksgiving weekend game um, year in, year out um, from what is kind of being shared early on. So that'll be um, your Thanksgiving plans for the foreseeable future, either facing Cal at home or uh, heading out to Berkeley to face the Bears. Let's look at this slate. We knew about Houston Christian. That's a you know, FCS game, a matchup SMU should roll, um, get some, you know, uh, kinks out of the way before BYU comes to town. And uh, BYU last season just missing out on a bowl game. And SMU will be looking for a little revenge in that one, too. Uh, after the New Mexico Bowl in 2022, Rhett Lashley's first season, the Cougars will be going into their second year in the Big 12. They lost their last four games of the season. They were sitting five and three. They finished five and seven. They lost four straight to end the season. So they'll be looking to get on the you know, right track uh, this season after, after ending the way they did. Um, and SMU looks like a very different football team from when BYU faced the Mustangs in that uh, New Mexico Bowl that SMU lost, going for two, playing for the win at the end of regulation. Um, and so that'll be a fun Fun game on a Friday night. It'll be nationally televised. A big opportunity for SMU to make an early statement for Rhett Lashley to get his first Power 5 win as coach of SMU. And then, as of now, it's an open date. Um, and then you get TCU on Saturday, September 21st, which we expected that we expected that to be the battle for the iron skillet. But let's talk about this ACC slate. Um, and you look at what SMU does have right off the bat. The first two games they'll face teams that were combined 23 and five last season and a combined 15 and one in ACC play. The Seminoles did beat Louisville in that ACC championship game. Uh, and then were ultimately snubbed by the college football playoff committee and then got drubbed by Georgia 63 to three in the orange boys injuries, opt outs, all those things transfer portal um, hit the Seminoles. But both of those teams are reloaded. Uh, when you look at uh, what SMU is going to face in those two teams, uh, they're going to face programs that sit among the best transfer portal recruiting classes in the country. Um, and that'll be something where uh, it'll be trial by fire for this team. And, and Louisville sits with the number one transfer portal class on on three. Florida State sits with the fourth best transfer portal class on on three. Um, and SMU sits 27th. And I think we'll kind of see that maybe rise a little bit uh, with whoever SMU finishes out the, the 
the transfer portal class with as far as those additions. But we're going to see guys like Branson Hickman enter uh, officially later this this month, or uh, excuse me, later this spring. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And then you'll have uh, Kavaris Hall enter as well. He announced he's going to graduate and transfer um, and, and leave SMU. So that'll be uh, something to watch on that transfer portal ranking front. But at the end of the day, SMU's got a got a game where they're going to be facing two of the top teams in the ACC. They're going to face teams that, quite frankly, are going to be way more talented than them. And so that'll be that'll be trial by fire for Rhett Lashley and this staff. And and look, maybe they can you know surprise and and you know score an upset. That would be great. But that's not how this season you know, year one is going to be um, talked about when it comes to SMU and the ACC. This season will be talked about how they finish. Because when you look at the way Rhett Lashley's program has has um, has has come together over the last couple of seasons, we talked about the end of the 2022 season, again, bowl game notwithstanding. But the finish that they had, they went four and one, I believe it was, down the stretch. They finished well outside of that two-lane game. That two-lane game taught them a lot about what they needed to do in terms of being a better team, game in, game out. You can't just throw your jersey out there. That's something SMU learned, and it helped them in this 2023 season. We saw how they finished in the regular season in the conference championship game. When you have that type of a test early on, SMU will learn a lot about itself in terms of what they need to be at that next level. But what they do have in the back six games of that ACC slate is they have opportunities. They have opportunities to make a statement for how things are going to transpire in the future for SMU. They'll head to a bad Stanford team for their third, at least from the 2023 season. They'll face a bad Stanford team um, in, in, uh, in Palo Alto. But what they'll learn is how do they stack up against a team that is a little bit more on their level in this in this league. And now Stanford was in the Pac-12, but they also played Washington tough. Their, uh, their coach, Coach Taylor, uh, Trey Taylor is doing a really nice job out there. Troy Taylor is doing a really nice job out there um, with the Cardinal, at least building the program in the right direction. That's going to be a statement game um, for SMU to say, potentially, this is the first ACC win. You're going to have to go get it on the road. You're going to have to go all the way out to Palo Alto. I'm looking at it would it would be a plus if SMU is competitive against Florida State, against Louisville. It's going to be, uh, for me, how do you finish this season? Because you are thrown into the fire right away with those two contests, and it might be a shock to the system. But what is a bigger shock to the system as a whole is going to be game in, game out. There's not much rest for the weary. This isn't a program that has had sustained roster stability and success like you've seen 
a Houston or a BYU or a Cincinnati jumping up into the mix or even a UCF to an extent. Those programs, and we've seen this as SMU has played those type of programs for the years as AAC members, those types of programs historically have had rosters that look a little bit more like SMU did in 2023. SMU is getting there to being that top to bottom team in terms of talent and in terms of depth overall. And they're trending in the right way when it comes to size and athleticism, all of those things. They have to continue to build on that. And that's why they need those you know, strong pieces to finish out this transfer portal class up front uh, on both sides of the ball. And then in the secondary, that's going to be what maybe makes a difference for how SMU can hold up and can finish his schedule in 2024. But Stanford is one of those teams has been at a power five level. This is going to be a good test for SMU. And there's not a game on that schedule that you can sit there and say, this sh- should be an easy dub. It's got a chance, you know, for SMU to blow them out because they were bad last year, like a Pitt or a Virginia or a Stanford. This is going to be a, a slate for SMU that they should have opportunities to get wins and make a statement early in their ACC history. But at the end of the day, the, the, the bruises, the travel, the, the depth is going to be really tested by that type of change for this entire roster. And you see it. I mean, Duke was a good team last year. Mike Elko leaves, but they ended up finishing in the ACC four and four overall, eight and five. I mean, they, they went through some things that cost them, you know, injuries to their quarterback and things like that. But that's still a team that has been recruited for the power five ranks for a while. Um, that's going to be a test regardless of a new head coach in Manny Diaz, Johnny Brewer, first time play caller. Um, all of those things that's, that are realities of facing Duke on their end of things. Um, but you look up at the ACC standings and they were four and four. And that's a game that it's a really good measuring stick for SMU overall when it comes to the conference. That's a team that's been in the conference. They've made some noise. They were an eight and five team. SMU will have a chance to, first of all, face some people that both sides uh, on the coaching front are very familiar with. Rhett Lashley worked for Manny Diaz um, and Johnny Brewer worked for Rhett Lashley for many years. Now, opposite sidelines, that'll be a fun storyline to watch as a whole off the field um, as SMU will be preparing for that one. Um, And I wish there was a bye week before that because you could even get more into the nitty gritty of of those coaching matchups. But um, SMU is going to have its hands full with this entire um, schedule overall. Um, And when you look at the final games in November, the five weeks of November, Pitt, was a bottom feeder last year in the ACC. You have a team that went um, uh, two and six in league play and three and nine overall. You finish up your road matchups with Virginia, who went three and nine overall and two and six in league play. And then you've got Boston College, who you know a lot about, Thomas Castellanos. I'm sure Scott Simons is going to want his group to find ways to get him on the ground a little bit better than they did um, in Fenway Park. But uh, they were a seven and six team overall that went three and five in the ACC. So how much better has SMU gotten 
by that point of the season is going to be a really good measuring stick. At the end of the day, Boston College did beat them in the in the Fenway Bowl. We can talk about SMU beating itself, and I do believe that they beat themselves in that game with the turnover on the first drive and Keyshawn Smith dropping the touchdown pass and little plays here and there that added up to a loss in the Fenway Bowl. But the great test will be how much has SMU grown by that point. And by that point in the season, November 16th, how beat up is SMU? Uh, that is going to be um, something to watch. Luckily, they do get a bye week before that game, and that'll allow maybe SMU's defensive players to rest up a little bit before having to chase Thomas Castellanos around a little bit more. But you're going to be at that tail end of this uh, ACC portion of the schedule, and you're going to have injuries. You're going to have guys who are sore. But if you can – like, there's a, rea- a real chance that SMU could finish by winning its last four games. In my opinion, without having – dove in too much to the teams on this on the schedule some of them i know a little bit better than others but a realistic and attainable finish to this season would be to win those final four games that for me would be awesome because if you look at the rest of the schedule if smu can beat byu and or beat tcu you're looking at a bowl team right there just by finishing strong in ACC play. Then you can ride that momentum in recruiting both for the transfer portal and the high school ranks. Say, look, we have accomplished a lot more than you know. some teams joining other power five leagues have done. I mean, look at what happened to Houston. Look at what happened to BYU um, joining the big 12. Uh, I believe um, every single one of them uh, outside of UCF missed a bowl game. Um, as I try to pull it up here just to double check my work there, but um, you have you had UCF finishing six and seven. They went three and six in their league, though. BYU two and seven. We talked about them losing their final four games of the season, and then you have Cincinnati two and seven in league play, or Houston two and seven in league play, um, four and eight overall. Then Cincinnati one and eight overall, or one and eight in Big Twelve play, three and nine overall. If SMU can show, hey, people talked a lot about Duke last year. People talked about how uh, they were really making noise, and they were. But then they end up finishing four and four overall in the league. That's the that's the grind of facing a schedule like this. You can sit there as a Duke fan and say, "Wow, okay, we made some noise eight and eight and five. Our coach got hired away. Is what it is." But people are going to talk about you among the best teams in the league. And this schedule that SMU has, it's attainable for them to go to a bowl, for them to be talked about among the top handful of teams in this league. Look, it's Florida State. It's Louisville at the top. I think NC State has a chance to punch through and get up there. I'm really high on their uh, ability to do that. And they have a really good transfer portal class coming in as well. Then you get down to Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, seven and six overall, finished both five and three in league play, and then Clemson's behind them in league play at four and four. Duke, North Carolina also sitting there. So when you're looking at what would be a successful first season for Rhett Lashley and the staff, getting to bowl eligibility is very much on the radar. That is the goal. 
I think when you look at this schedule, if you're trying to do some early predictions, a best case scenario would probably be, be going six and two in league play. That is best case scenario. But you can be a good team in the ACC and fall at various points and still be talked about among the best teams. That's the grind of a conference schedule. And that's the grind that SMU is going to have to adjust to. So it'll be uh, completely different for this program. It's going to be kind of a shock to the system. The good thing that I do like about this schedule is honestly, it's a, it's a meat grinder. The, those three weeks from TCU, Florida State to Louisville, both emotionally, both physically, um, all of those things SMU is going to have to deal with. Then you get a bye week. You get a chance to breathe a little bit. And at the end of the day, you go on a three-game stretch where Stanford and Pitt both were bad teams last season. And then you get Duke with a lot of change. They're going to be in the first year. Who knows what that looks like under Manny Diaz. Those are all games that SMU should have opportunities. And it, this this schedule breaks out kind of into it almost – I mean, it does in three-game segments. TCU, Florida State, Louisville, Stanford, Duke, Pitt. Boston College, Virginia, and Cal. And if you can try, and I know SMU did a really nice job of going 1-0 each week and not focusing on things beyond that, but if they can try and find ways to win those mini-seasons, especially the last two mini-seasons, they're going to be sitting bowl eligible. They're going to be talked about as a team that will be able to capitalize on this in the transfer portal. They'll be able to capitalize on this in recruiting. And that's because not many teams can have success like that in their first year of moving up to the big time. And there's a chance that SMU will face a Stanford team that is bigger, more physical, things like that. And I don't know much about Stanford, but I know just that the kind of style of guys they recruit and have in the past. And they played Washington hard and close. There's a chance you fall in that game. There's a chance Duke is just ultimately more talented than you are. And you fall in that game. Pitt, I know they have a different brand of football and they've fallen off lately in league play. But that's when you think of Pitt, you kind of think of tough, physical, nasty Pittsburgh in general. That's what you think of. And I mean, there's a reality that you could be looking up at the end of the year and you're just hoping to beat Virginia and Cal to finish things off. And same goes for Boston College. But at least you know you can play with Boston College. You showed it. And theoretically, you're going to have a quarterback, Preston Stone, in his second year as a starter, returning a lot of weapons and a defense with a lot of talent coming back. They lost key guys off that defense, but they do have a lot of talent coming back and they've added a lot of talent. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So this schedule, the, the fun thing about this is there's so much unknown. How will SMU respond to various points of this schedule? But it's nice to know right off the bat where you stand in the pecking order by getting Florida State and Louisville. It's going to be a blast to cover it, but um, I just want to kind of give you guys some early 
thoughts, ramblings, I guess you could say, on the schedule. Um, we'll have more coverage of the schedule now that we know the dates um, in the weeks to come. Talk to some beat writers, get some way early looks at some of these teams. We'll meet more of the ACC foes that SMU is, is now in the conference with or soon to be officially in the conference with um, as things go on. But before I go, we got to talk about uh, one quick reminder, Status Jet, our friends there will be able to get you to and from wherever you want to go um, with their team of providers, with their team of contacts in the private jet chartering space. They'll be able to uh, handle your every need, whether it's transportation to or from uh, the airport, um, whether you want to go in a helicopter, a small plane, a bigger jet, um, they can handle all of that for you. And that's because David Henry and his team, proud supporters of SMU Athletics, official sponsors of SMU Athletics, want you to know that they can handle any need that you want when it comes to this experience. Um, and so for SMU fans, when you're looking at um, this opportunity, use code PONYUPACC, mention on the Pony Express, they'll be able to get you a discount on a round-trip flight. So look, look forward to sharing more with you guys about Status Jet and the opportunities we'll have with ACC play. SMU schedule, though, is not complete. They have a 12th game open. And this program is looking for a 12th game. They have reached out to and talked with numerous programs around the country and right now they've come up snake eyes and there are a lot of ways this has kind of not gone smu's way one vanderbilt quite frankly dodging smu has really messed up this opportunity to have a really solid 12th game because when they eventually backed out of the deal it was late it was late in the process and now SMU has to scramble to find something. Well, coming off of an 11 and three over uh, 11 and three overall season, an AAC championship, SMU is not viewed as some pushover team. And what SMU wants to do is schedule an away game. And there are not many teams that want to schedule a team like SMU to come in and beat them, at least on paper. And coaching staffs don't want that on their resume. It's getting harder and harder to find decent out-of-conference games to play. And especially this late in the game, SMU has tried with multiple FBS teams to go to their place. I've mentioned UNLV, UMass, Hawaii on our board. Those schools have not wanted to do this. And SMU has tried to do it about every which way. Okay, two for ones. We'll pay a little bit of money. We'll do this. We'll do that. They're it's beyond crazy that some of these schools just don't want to do it. So I don't know where SMU is going to go for this 12th game. Hopefully there's an opportunity to make it an FBS game, which would, um, and if, if they can find a team that is, um, let's say low enough where SMU could theoretically pencil in a win um, in between BYU and TCU, that would be the goal. That would be great. And if it means a, a road trip, that's okay too. But what SMU needs is hopefully to find an FBS team because you can't have more than two FCS games um, on your schedule and have it count towards that total count of bowl uh, wins. Now, because Vanderbilt backed out so late, SMU can submit a waiver and would probably be granted a waiver if they only had five wins on paper 
Like if SMU went four, four and four in a in ACC play, and then went, um, you know, one and th- one and I guess if they went two and two in league play, that would only or uh, not two and two in non conference play. Sorry, guys, that would mean obviously SMU lost their two marquee games, but they would have two FCS wins. They would technically be sitting at five wins. The waiver would be granted now. You hope SMU takes care of business and they're able to just get the six wins um, on their own, um, even if they had to play another FCS. But everything's on the table and SMU is working really hard at it. Um, there's frustration. There's frustration that Vanderbilt screwed the pooch on this and left SMU hanging. Um, and there's frustration overall um, that they are having to go through this because of that. Um, so the cards were dealt the way they were, unfortunately. Um, it's just kind of part of the deal nowadays people don't want to schedule really good opponents especially have them come into their place so we will see uh, how that goes on the 12th game but that's it guys i'll let you guys go for the weekend hope you guys have a great one i know i am my brother is getting married that'll be a lot of fun um celebrate him uh, my brother andy and uh, his fiance soon to be wife darby so hope you guys have a great weekend enjoy talking up all the things with the acc schedule out for smu now we'll have coverage on recruiting at ontheponyexpress.com. So be sure to subscribe and we'll also uh, get reactions from yet another junior day. So be sure to stick to the site next week and, and through the weekend. We'll have some notes on that as well. So hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Catch you guys next time. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on three and on Instagram at on three SMU. And keep it locked to ontheponyexpress.com for more coverage. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.